You're listening to the best morning routine ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lou Need, and today I have the honor of introducing a very special man to the show, a man of God, and he is here today to tell you about his journey, how God has moved in his life, but also his book, Thy Will Be Done. Today I have with me uh, Mr. James Kuzikowski, and he is a powerful man of God, and he has come from, I'm not... I'm going to let him tell you the story, but he's come from alcoholism, recovered, now living sober. And he's put all that in an amazing book to show the world how mighty God's hand has been um, in his life. Raised Catholic. And today he's going to tell us about how to find your joy and true happiness and how, how where it resides. So with no further ado, Mr. James, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It is my absolute pleasure. Go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your background because I know your true story has come from not just triumph, but you've been super, super focused on where God wants to lead you. Yeah, that's my thing. I uh, I pray for the grace of being the person God created me to be. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, when we become conformed to God's will for us, we begin to uh, experience the great joy and happiness that he has planned for us. Yeah. And my journey, I could say, started, uh, I grew up in a blue-collar Christian community of about 6,000 souls. In mm-hmm. the 1970s, high times permeated the atmosphere. So I got caught up in the world of sex, drugs, and rock and roll and stayed there until December 3rd of 1996, when I entered my first meeting of the Great Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. I am a veteran of the United States Air Force also, and uh, today I am a grateful recovered alcoholic. Yeah. I like to say that I can be compared only to a turtle on a chair. Mm -hmm. If If anyone ever sees a turtle on a chair, know for certain that that turtle got help getting there. It didn't get there on its own. And that's exactly where I'm at right now in my life. Mm-hmm. And then thank you for serving. Um, I know you did the U.S. Air Force. Now, did you join this um, before, let's say, the, what do you call it, rock and roll, alcohol, all that, um, before that took place? Well, I uh, it kind of like uh, increased my uh, activity there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I still uh, served for four years. and. I didn't get sober until I was about 35 years old. I was 35 years old on in 1996 is when God gave me the grace to look for help. Yes. And what is it like to ask for help at that point? Because because addiction is very real and it's a, it's a struggle and it's really hard. And if anyone's listening that is struggling with that, what does it really mean to come to that serenity and that surrender space? Tell us a bit about that. Well, it's very humbling to... Uh, Admit that you have a problem, but, and that's the first step of admitting that you have a problem and reaching out for help. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, though, a lot of people, they uh, don't even know what alcoholism is. And uh, they want to deny that they are, you know, for, like for me, for a long, long time, I said, 
I am not an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know, I am not an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what an alcoholic was. <laughs> I knew I wasn't one. But there's the thing right there is that when uh, people are asked or told, you know, you might have a problem with alcohol. The people that say I am not an alcoholic, you usually are. And the people that say, well, you know, maybe I might be. I might have to check into that. Those are the people that probably might not be. Is that denial initially? Yeah, amen. Denying denial of that because you you think that uh, being an alcoholic or something, uh, you're bad, you know. And you, when you come to that point, you're not a bad person that needs to get good, but you're an ill person that needs to get well. Right, I love that. You're an ill person that needs to get get well. And it's, yeah, 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 there's no judgment to who you are as a character. You're not a bad person necessarily. It's just an illness, just like anything else. And I'm glad you, you pinpoint that because addiction is an illness. It's it's like mental health. It's like a broken arm that needs to be cured, that needs to be um, tendered to, to heal effectively. So um, it's really wise that, that you brought that forward because the healing process starts with the 12 steps, right? So tell us about that journey with the 12 steps spirituality. What makes it so powerful? Well, number one, we begin by admitting that we are powerless over alcohol and that our lives have become unmanageable. Now, in that statement, being powerless, from that we extract the power, which mm-hmm. is God of our understanding. Mm-hmm. And God does everything in our life. There's some action we got to take. The 12 steps of alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous are, is an action uh, program. It's a proven program of action that brings a person into a spiritual experience, which is what is recovery, mm-hmm. is that spiritual experience will relieve that person of uh, the obsession and uh, they can move forward with their life. And once they move forward with their life, they begin to absolutely insist on enjoying life. Mm -hmm. And that God sent us on this earth to enjoy life, not to be miserable over it. And when you can, when I can live sober from day to day, one day at a time, Mm -hmm. he sends me people that bring joy into my life that allowed me to service the joy that is already in my soul, but is hidden. Yeah. until people bring it out in me. Mm-hmm. So the, the true joy and happiness, because let's talk about those two. Happiness is um, temporary. It's fleeing versus joy where it's more permanent. It's more innate. Like no one sh- can shake your joy. And then I've heard a lot of times that that joy comes from the Lord himself, right? Yeah, that's what I uh, agree with. Uh, joy is a gift of God. It's a grace. Mm-hmm. Happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. There's a long, uh, there a long time ago, a man named Abraham Lincoln said, "People are just about as happy as they make up their minds to be." Right. That really is true. It's a choice. We have a choice, and when you're drinking and getting drunk all the time, you don't have a choice anymore. But when you get sober, then you have a choice, mm-hmm. and you can uh, be as happy as you want to be. Yeah, isn't it interesting that alcohol, another name for alcohol is spirit? Yeah, that is ironic. So let, let's let's unpack that for a little bit, right? What is a spirit? You know, we have the Holy Spirit. There are spirits, but for alcohol itself to be called spirit, is that something that overtakes you? You know, you can think about all the symptoms, getting blurry vision and can't think, can't focus, falling over. Some things come over you. 
Yeah, uh, the Solomon has a uh, proverb in uh, Proverb twenty three. I'm pretty sure alcoholism goes back a long, long time. Uh, it's it's the oldest drug known to man, and he I can't quote it, but I mean Proverbs twenty three. If you want to look at that, take a look at that, and it probably describes. He talks about who wakes up with red eyes and all bruises and beat up, and yet they wake up to seek it once again. But the thing about alcoholism is that it is, like you said, and I said, it is truly a disease. It's a twofold disease, a twofold illness, an illness of the mind and an illness of the body. Mm-hmm. Now, the illness of the body part is it pro- when we drink alcohol, it produces a craving. Mm-hmm. Now, crave the word craving, you can uh, get mixed up a little bit there, but... What it is, is it, it produces a need for more of what you just put in. You need you need more alcohol once you put the first drink in, and when you uh, satisfy that need that need with another drink, you're going to want to take another drink. And then after that drink, another drink, and this craving builds up and builds up and builds up, and before we know it, we say to ourselves, "Oh, how how did I get this way?" You know. Mm-hmm. By drinking alcohol. Yeah. And then um, to top that off, so you overcome um, alcoholism, you've gone through this 12 step um, spirituality, and then you've experienced a stroke, a massive stroke that um, what left you disabled. Tell us about what that experience is, because it's been one after the other, but yet you wake up and then you're talking about finding true joy. Yeah. At, at the time, I was uh, 48 years old. I was working 16 hours a day and then one day I couldn't uh move my left hand or I couldn't I couldn't walk I, I was working 16 hours a day and then the next day I couldn't do anything mm-hmm. and I really really claim and believe that this is a it was a blessing in disguise tell us about that well this massive stroke made me search into my soul to see what I was doing it was as if at the time of my stroke, God said to me, can we talk? Mm. Yeah, we can talk. What do you want to talk about? I said, mm. <laughs> he said about what you're doing. And, you know, and I said, oh, my, I'm not doing real good, am I, Lord? Yeah. And, you know, just conversations going on in my own mind, of course. But uh, I tell you, it was real frightening because, but at that time, it was as if Jesus was right there in my soul. And he's and he said to me the words, "Do not be afraid." It is I, which is one of the mottos that I truly try to live by. I try not to be afraid. When I ever feel fear coming on to me, I ask the Lord, "Come be with me, Lord." Yeah. And He reaches out His hand like He did Peter, and He says, "Come," and I come, and everything seems to be okay when I'm walking with Jesus. That is a, a true testament right here. You're covered. That leads us to your book title is Thy Will Be Done. And it's um, Enjoy the Thrill of True Joy and Happiness. Yeah, if, if I might, I'll put it on the screen so that people can, uh, if they see it on the internet, they'll yeah. uh, be able to uh, recognize it. Perfect. Yeah. And that stems from your experience. Tell us about the book. Um, what is the book about? How it has um, changed your, your life in a way? Yeah. The book is about a design for living 
that surfaces true joy and happiness in life. And the, the real crux of the design for living is being others-centered, helping other people. When you can help other people get what they want, you get what you want. Zig Ziglar says that, yeah. <laughs> and so your book is about helping people get what they want. And what is that you're helping them get? Because from the testimonies that I've gathered, it's, it's that unwavering faith that you've had throughout your life that kind of got you to where you are. What is it that you're trying to give people through your book? I'm trying to get them to uh, entrust themselves, their lives and their wills to the care of God as they understand God. Mm -hmm. And when we can set our own uh, strengths aside and let the Lord's strength work in us, then there's no stopping us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, I hear um, from a lot of the, the people who's read your book that the scriptures are very helpful. Having the scriptures to kind of work as an anchor to building trust. I, well, I try, I try to uh, put scripture into context and how it uh, really applies to human life. You know, and for instance, you know, uh, there's a chapter, Take Up Thy Cross. Mm hmm. In my book, and that is that when we can unite our pain and suffering to the pain and suffering of Jesus, our pain and suffering takes on great meaning. It contributes to the uh, redemption of souls, mm -hmm. souls that we know and souls that we don't know. Yeah. Let's talk about that, because that, that was my next question. And how do you use scripture as part of your morning routine? Right. As you know, we are the best morning routine ever. And that can change for you. Like, what are some of the things that you do daily, like that prayer that you're just going to mention that kind of sets you up to prime you for the day? Yeah, my prayer is this. My creator, Lord God, I offer myself to you without any reservations or conditions. And I commit myself entirely to your will for me. Grant me knowledge of your will for me and the grace to carry it out. Grant me also absolute conformity to your will for me and absolute trust in your divine providence. I ask this with great confidence because I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's a daily prayer. Every morning you get up, you say that um, to you. you, see you. I do. Something else I do is, as, as you know, and you noted, uh, I'm Roman Catholic. So I I pull up the read the mass readings for the day. And I the first thing I do in the morning is is read the mass readings of scripture. And that kind of gets me set in my way. When when we read scripture, our brain wavelengths like seem to like you know, increase and uh, elevate to a place where we really need to be. So it's a higher frequency. When you do that, it, it, it sets your your mind for the day. It just primes you, essentially, so that yeah. you have a better day. What do you foresee? What do you what happens if you don't do it? Let's say you miss you skip a day. How's your how's the domino effect to your day? Uh, something is missing. Yeah. Something is definitely missing. Yeah, it's necessary to be able to put those declarations, put those affirmations, put those prayers in place in the morning so that it can help um, rewire the brain. Yeah, rewire the mind to focus on what's good. But when I do and when I am in the groove, I uh, am joyful and I 
think I bring up joy to other people as well. Why is that important to you? What comes around goes around. Mm-hmm. When you can give joy, joy will be brought back to you sevenfold. Yeah. Were you always like that before 1996? I think a bit, but not as much, not as uh, greatly as I am today. Yeah, because it, it sounds like it's embedded in everything that you do. I mean, I, I just having a phone conversation with you and going back with emails with you. It's always this positive, respectful, the gentleman kind of attitude that you have. And it's unwavering as well. It, it You have that about you. And the, I'm curious to know, you know, was that did that happen before you you got saved? Did that happen before you got sober? Like, was it really innate uh, from the start? Well, I always was uh, what people call a spiritual type of person. So I would uh, read not only uh, scripture, but other uh, types of spiritual articles and readings from other religions and, you know, the Catholic religion, Protestant religion, and uh, delved into the law of attraction a little bit, which I think is a great grace that God has given to us. Law of attraction? Yeah, the, the subconscious mind is a powerful gift that God has given to each human soul. And and what we feed ourselves has a great impact on what we are creating for ourselves. Right. It's almost like garbage in, garbage out, right? If you put substantial stuff, yeah. like feeding your senses, your eyes, what you're hearing, um, the words that are coming out of your mouth, like all that really is, is attracting the liking. It's attracting the same things back to you. So you've got to be very careful what you say. Yeah. Amen. And um, so uh, I delve into the law of attraction quite often. I don't know if that is uh, real Christian or not, because my number one and overall focus is on living the Christian life, which basically that is what the book is. It has 11 or 12 chapters that are that define character traits that build good moral character in a man or woman. Yeah. We, my husband and I just watched the secret and I've been watching the secret for over a decade and he just found it for the first time. And it really is heavy on law of attraction, but it talks about the universe, this higher being, this God, name it, whatever you want, but it's just honoring and knowing that you are being divinely guided. You know, like you said earlier, when you do your affirmations and your prayer in the morning, it takes you to that frequency, that level of 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 connecting to the higher power. So it, it really is intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard of Bob Proctor, right? Of course. Yeah. So and he says that the secret is the law of attraction. So I like uh, I'm just real interested in these uh spiritual type of ideas from other people that, you know, I'm open-minded enough to to learn. Yeah. If you think you're at a point where you don't have anything more to learn, that's when you're in trouble. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And whether you th- you believe it or not, you are attracting everything to you. Everything that you own, everything that you have right now to this moment, you see in front of you, you bought forward. And it was it all came in from the subconscious mind. It all came in from the thoughts that you're having. They're powerful. And that's why reading the Bible and the scripture is getting those thoughts in alignment with what God says, because he wants us to focus on what is good. He wants us to focus on what is righteous. And so you're attracting everything that you receive. And it's scary for a lot of people to hear, but you've lived it. And another fellow I love to read is Napoleon Hill. 
Yeah. You probably read his book, Think and Grow Rich. Of course. A couple and of times. I've been, I've been reading that book since I was in my 20s. And yeah. I'm 62 now. So I should have it memorized by now. But I, I don't know <laughs> yet. But I uh, I have the force of it anyhow. Yeah. Now I, I like where, where he says, thoughts are things. Powerful things at that. Yeah. Thoughts become things. Absolutely. Be careful what you think. Be careful what you say, because it is a replica uh, to your world. It will show up in your world. And it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I remember hearing Wayne Dyer saying, if if we become what we think, then we ought to be very careful about what we think. And uh, I love uh, Norman Vincent Peale's book, Positive Thinking. Yeah. I like to say first thing in the morning when I see people. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Be glad in it. And I have something very similar. So when people ask me how I am doing, my answer is always, I am blessed. Why do you think I do that? Um, just to keep attracting. Amen. I like the guy says, better than I deserve. <laughs> I know. We're going through the ways to think. What we're doing right now, Mr. James and I were just kind of talking about the power of our thoughts and how we attract what we think about and our thoughts become things. And just kind of trying to simply rephrase the thoughts when they come, right? Because we're on autopilot and a lot of our thoughts are negative by default. And so we have to do the work. And that's why daily you wake up and do your prayers and do the affirmations. And you you have these mentors like Bob Proctor and Napoleon Hill, because it's, it, it's imperative to instill those positive mantras um, and moving away from those negative thoughts that kind of pop up. 60,000 of them, you, you know, that's a lot of tracking, a lot of thoughts to track. But if you can be aware of them and releasing those that don't serve you, it will make a huge difference. I think one of the most important things for a person is when doubt and uncertainty enter your mind, get rid of it. Yeah. Our mind is a, a is a fertile ground. Right. And if we think doubt and uncertainty, what's going to appear for us, but nothing. Right. Right. Doubt and uncertainty continue to grow, continue to flourish. Don't give it. Don't let it grow if you don't want to see it. Don't let it enter your heart. Amen. Into that. Um, Mr. James, go ahead and tell us about um, where we can find your book. Um, where can we connect with you? Well, my book is available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are buying it from Amazon Prime because it gives you uh, free delivery. And uh it's in book and more available through book and mortar stores across North America. So my publisher tells me anyway, but I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but if you uh, go to a, a bookstore, like say in North Dakota and ask them, can you get this book? Yeah. They will probably be able to order it for you and have it for you. Perfect. And then um, tell us about if people um, want to read your book, want to connect with you, reach out to you. What are some other uh, methods they can um, use? Well, uh, they can uh, reach me by visiting my website, which is Thy Will Be Done by James com. Thy Will Be, all small letters, by the way. Thy Will Be Done is just one word, not uh, separated. Yeah. And you can go to that website. And there you can see what other people around the USA are saying about the book. And there it gives you an opportunity to contact the author. And if you contact me, I will be, my emails, I got like 
10,000 emails in there. So I don't get back to people right away, but I try my best to get back with them. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's been such a pleasure having you on. Thank you for coming in and sharing your book that will be done. It is a great read. It's a short read, but uh, most importantly is the, the scriptures that you decode and break down for people that is really insightful. So thank you for taking the time to join us today at BMR. I'm blessed to have your friendship. Yes, I am blessed as well. Um, Before we head out, can you share with us one of your favorite scriptures, one of your favorite quotes? My favorite scripture is from Jesus. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father in heaven. So, you know, it's it's about a doing, mm-hmm. not just uh, believing. Mm-hmm. There's things that we got to do to walk with Jesus. When I see a, a person walking down the street, do I just pass him by or do I take the time to say hello and, you know, see if there's anything I can do to help him mm-hmm. for this day? Yeah. And then that's that's just the pure kindness of your heart and the joy that you bring to the rest of the world. Because you mentioned it, it comes back around full. And I suppose my, my other uh, favorite scripture, again, from Jesus, I just love his uh, Sermon on the Mount. Most of what he says on a Sermon on the Mount is my favorites. But I love when he says, do not be afraid. It is I when he's walking on the water. Which is precisely the message that he gave to you. Um, when you yeah. Can you this- imagine seeing him walk on the water? <laughs> It'd be a sight. And it's a ghost. <laughs> a sight to see. Mr. James, it's been a pleasure and a joy having you. Thank you again for coming and joining us today at Best Morning Routine. Well, thank you, Dr. Lewis, for having me. Of course. Perfect. So that wraps up the recording piece of it for the podcast. That was really good. Thank you for sharing. Um, I will put the the link, uh, as I mentioned, to the book on Amazon, for the Amazon link and also the website link on the show notes for people to find you. I hope I sounded real and convincing and I was appealing for the, your audi- audience. Very authentic. Yeah, very authentic. I'm glad that you opened up about the 12 steps. You opened up about your life experience. It was good. It was really good. I'm still kind of new at this. So, uh, you know, I uh, I don't rehearse answers or anything, but um, maybe if possible, if you have openings, maybe the week after Thanksgiving, I could become another guest for on another show of yours because okay. uh, I want to try to get a good Christmas in this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. So I, I sent you the link. So book something for um, right before you said after Thanksgiving. Yeah, the, the week after Thanksgiving, that's like, you know, the day after Thanksgiving is what, Black Friday? And then mm-hmm. so that week, maybe uh, people start buying things. OK, yeah, sounds good. We can do that. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.